Stick around because there'll be Sunday shoutouts coming your way very shortly. Before that, it's now time for another of our Live From Lockdown interviews, and today's guest is here to share her matchmaking advice and her top tips for those of us looking for love in lockdown. It's a pleasure to welcome onto the show for the first time, Siobhan Copeland. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Thank I'm... you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, so before we sort of get on to niceties in a second, uh, how have you been? How's your week been? Are you doing okay? Yeah, do you know what? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty full on. It's amazing, actually, how busy I've been on the matchmaking front. I think people are definitely um, focusing on the fact that they're they're in lockdown without a partner and they'd like to change that situation, you know, going forwards. Um, and, yeah, just been spending lots of family time. Uh, got two young ones that are keeping us busy, hmm. so it's been all good. Oh, lovely. Okay. Uh, but in sort of lockdown and this sort of unprecedented times, what do you do to relax? So to be honest, for me, I must admit, having a glass of wine is definitely something that I look forward to at the end of the night when the children are in bed. A nice glass of red, sit in the garden. In fact, we've been doing a lot of uh, stargazing lately, actually, my partner and I. We literally just late at night and the stars are out, slave a glass of wine and it's all good to have conversation, but sometimes it's really nice to enjoy the quiet time. Uh, you don't get much of that with two young children. So for me, it's quiet time, bit of stargazing, bit of a glass of wine. And uh, yeah, that's that's good for me. And a bit of chocolate is always good as well. Okay. Um, so, you're a, so you're a relationship coach and obviously, don't mean to be rude, I don't mean to sound rude, and there's no offence meant to my incredulity here, but I wouldn't initially think that some people would actually need coaching to get into mm. a relationship yeah well yeah that's it you would think that it's so easy just to you know find love fall in a, fall into a relationship stay in a relationship but the truth of the matter is more than half of marriages particularly first time marriages end in divorce so that those statistics alone show us that most people are either making poor choices in regards to who they're picking for a partner or they just haven't quite got the skills to maintain a relationship. And um, it really is about, it, it, is, it is something that you re requires skills. It seems as though it's something that's just like human nature. But actually, you know, as human beings, we're very complex. And um, I think that we're all a little bit going into things with these sort of preconceived ideas about what we expect from a person, how much we're willing to give of ourselves to a person. There's really so much at play. And I think the dating uh, side of things in itself is a bit of a minefield for many people, particularly because we've got what appears to be so much choice to be able to meet someone now. But that's not necessarily um, a positive thing, having too much choice, you know, because then becomes the problem of, okay, so how do I narrow this down to just one person, right? Um, so, and, and there's so many people that are on these apps that are single, but not necessarily at the same stage as you. So it's also trying to differentiate, okay, who's single, 
and looking for a hookup mm. who's single and you know it is a um, bit it is a bit confusing and some things can sometimes get a bit lost in translation because you're never too sure especially with things like um i don't know tinder and uh dating apps like hinge uh or um bumble um because you're kind of meeting people on the internet so their kind of idea may be a little bit different to yours like you could go into this looking for a long-term relationship when they're just looking for um a friend or something not too serious so yeah um how do you kind of in your experience what do you think makes a good match so the thing about matching and i've found over doing it for years is you can have a big checklist right of what you're looking for but really that's not the most important thing about the list right in fact when somebody comes to me as a potential client and doesn't really have a list i'm quite quite pleased about that you know in a sense it because for me it, it really is about the connection right because that's really what it comes down to it's not about you know having to have the same income or be a certain height or certain cultural background like none of that really matters when it comes down to connection and it's really about for me I'm very intuitive with my matching so it's based on having a really honest open conversation with someone and relaying the kind of conversations that I've had with other people and then saying actually from speaking to these people and what it is that they say about themselves and what it, it is that they say is important to them in regards to their values can I see these two people actually sitting down having a really good conversation and just everything flowing well so that's really what it comes down to hmm. Uh, but where would where would the best place be to kind of meet these meet these people? Is it kind of is it restaurants? Is it uh, is it a pub? Is it what's what's the ideal first date? So for the first date, okay, because I thought you were saying about where to actually find someone. Um, because I well, I was going to get on, I was going to get onto that later, but yeah, but just <laughs> when it comes to actually that first meeting uh, of yeah. these two people, I mean, obviously you see things on like first dates, and you know these two people meeting in a restaurant and then having a meal, and then they're kind of it's a talking seems to be like the go-to first date like sort of talking get to know each other see if you actually like each other mm. um so what what about what about the first date yeah good question well you know my view is actually a restaurant setting is not the ideal first date i mean we see it played out on television and it seems to work quite well but it's all very much televised and you know people are almost instructed to behave in a certain way actually and, and you'll even see it, it can be, it's often very awkward, actually, more often than not. And oh, so I've had many awkward dates in restaurants, don't you worry. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you've got to think about so much as well, like, you've got to think about your, um, what it is that you're going to eat, and it's got to be something that you hope that you're not going to, like, get all over your face and make a mess, or on your white shirt, or, you know, so you've got to think about what you're going to eat, and, and plus as well, like, if a person's got very different dietary requirements than you, for example, you're, you'd love to order a steak, but you're sitting there with a vegetarian or a vegan, you know, you don't want to kind of offend. So food is quite a sensitive subject for people. And, um, and, all, and the main thing that I think it, it is, is it's you're literally sat there in front of someone that you don't know, and you have to like continue to maintain a conversation throughout. It can be quite draining once you've got past two, three courses. I suppose it as well. Um, there's always that sense of you're always going to feel nervous because yes. you want this person, you want this person to like you, and vice versa. So, 
you might say things about yourself or things that have happened to you that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. Uh, in order to in order to, in order to impress them because you want that second date, but um, when it comes down to it, if the chemistry is not there, then you haven't really then these people haven't really got a chance. So how do you help them with that? Yeah. With confidence. Just, sorry, just, and with just, just, and yeah, and that's a really good point. And just finishing up with the, the restaurant setting, I'd say yeah. as well, the awkward thing is things like who pays for the bill, that kind of... Well, I always go half and half for the person. Do so I pay, do I, pay, you, I pay half and she, and she or he would pay half. Do you offer, do you say, shall we do halves? Yes. You know, I'm going to be honest, Daniel, women don't like that. Right. <laughs> a lot of the time, women come back to me and say, if a guy asks me to pay halves, I don't want to go out of him again. Um, and I know it's it's a difficult thing for guys to know what the right thing to do is in that situation because I get you're probably thinking oh I'm just being fair. Uh, initially, yeah, that would be my uh, that would be my first that would be my first mode of thinking. Yeah, I would say the the impressive thing to do is to say, you know, I'll get this for the first one. Yeah, but going forwards. If it's a second date and she then offers to go halves, then it's a case of, okay, well, look, either I got this and why don't you get the drinks or something like that? Because what you really want to see is how, how it's going to be in a relationship context. Of course, I know you're not going to want to pay all the time and for everything in a relationship. You want to see that there's a bit of give and take. Mm. Um, and I think most guys say to me, they're actually happy to pay as long as there's not this, like, entitlement and expectation from the woman and the yeah once once yeah so they, they, once you've done it once they expect you to do it all the time right right so that's why it's like i'll get this one that's telling them i'm not going to get every single one but I'm i will but i will get it this time i'll right. get this one right. right and that kind of tells her you're sort of taking the lead and you're going i'm just showing you I am that guy, like I can be a provider because that's really what women are looking for a lot of the time. It really, they want, it wants to speak to the ability for a man to be a provider. As much as they're independent, there's still that, that, that slight expectation for you to show that in the first instance. So I think that's quite a bold, confident thing. Women are usually impressed by that and they go, oh, thank you very much. You know, I've been treated. But then second time, if she offers, you can get the drinks if you like so it's showing that you're willing to to take you know a little bit but also that you can provide if need be okay cool um so going back to the actual sort of chemistry between the between the two people i mean whether it yeah. be whether it be any age group it just it yeah. could be it could be sort of people in their 20s 30s 40s or even 50s that are mm. sort of in the dating game um Absolutely. so we so we mentioned about you know the chemistry being there and also the confidence so how do you help people with um who are who are less confident about sort of the prospect of dating yeah i think what knocks a lot of people's confidence is going out there alone and you know going on these apps and you know meeting people without really kind of um sort of profiling them properly and also coming out of a relationship that's ended can really knock one's confidence so it, it, it dependent on the situation you know I, I would work with people in a number of ways but if it's coming out of a relationship that's not worked out it's really helping them to kind of really get some closure on the situation and really kind of getting understanding of you know what it is that they really do bring to a relationship and and how they can really refine the search going forwards because it is a case of 
you're going out there to pick who's right for you. You're not going out there just to be liked by everybody that you meet because it's, it's know, not possible. It doesn't happen. It, no one, no one's going to. Exactly. Not everyone in the world's going to like you. Exactly. It doesn't matter how good looking, rich, whatever you are. Like, there's you just can't make everybody like you. And if you go out there just wanting to be liked, then you're gonna your confidence going to get nicked or uh, hit all the time. But you've got to go out there saying, okay. I'm just literally filtering through until I find my person. Mm. And I think as long as you kind of commit to that idea and just say, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the process of getting to know people, but I'm, I'm not going to become attached to um, an outcome. I'm just going out there to see who I connect with. And it's not going to be everyone, but eventually there is going to be somebody that I do connect with. And it's always at the most unexpected times that you find the one person that you spend the, end up spending the rest of your life with. I mean, you could meet the one, you could meet the, the, the love of your life on a train or at theatre or um, uh, in, a, in a bar or something on a bar or something. It's 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 always it always seems to be that whenever you're least likely to look for someone and look most like least likely to look for love, you find it. A lot of the time it is, and I think the reason why that happens is it is that thing of not placing too much expectation. I think when you're like searching, 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 and just like, I need to find someone, I need to find someone, it gives off this sort of energy of desperation, which no one is really attracted to. Um, which is why when people start working with a matchmaker, you know, like myself, it's it actually, they, they, they start to like actually ease off the idea that they've got to spend all this time searching for someone because now it's almost like okay Siobhan's taking care of that she's going to be sending introductions my way when the right type of people have come up and I haven't got to sit there desperately searching for someone or you know going out to bar obviously can't do that now going to bars and looking <laughs> around to see who's looking at me and you know and trying to get someone's attention it's actually all right I can just enjoy my life and I think that's that's the key thing to take from that is that it is about just enjoy your life and, and, and immerse yourself in things that you really enjoy and love. Um, because when you're doing that, you just make it so much easier for a person to approach you. You make it so much easier to attract someone. You know, when you're feeling like you have this real void in your life because you're single and feeling sorry for yourself, like no one's going to be attracted to that. Just going into a little bit about you know your background and yourself. How long have you been a relationship, sort of the mat doing the matchmaking thing, or when did you know that this was that this was something that you could help people with? Mm. So about ten years ago, I was working with a comedian actually. We were running comedy shows, and he suggested to me that he was seeing so many single men and women come to the shows time and time again, and they were clearly hoping to meet someone, but no one was really approaching. Um, so he came up with the idea and suggested to me that I organise a speed dating event um, and that was 10 years ago and it was really good fun and then people started asking me you know when's the next one when's the next one so I just kept doing them um, and then I realised that there were people that were obviously you know not everyone would come to each one so of course I've met people from like the last event and I'm seeing people at the new event and I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? You probably would have liked that guy from last week or that mm -hmm. girl from the week before, you know. And so I then had this sort of database and I just said, um, one day I just emailed them and said, would anyone be interested in me just like putting you in touch with people who I think that you might get on with, you know, like yeah. on a one-on-one -on -one date? Just sort of casually, really. And, um, 
and the response was pretty overwhelming. Pretty much nearly everyone that come to the event wanted me to set them up on a one-on-one date. So I started to do it as a hobby, really. Um, but then I, but then when I started hearing back, like sometimes through the grapevine or sometimes directly, that people were getting engaged, people were moving in together. I was like, wow, maybe I've got like a knack for this. But I didn't see it at the time as it could be a job. How do you get a job just like setting people up on dates? Like I just didn't see how that was even a conceivable idea. Um, It was only when someone actually said to me, oh, you're like the millionaire matchmaker. Um, And I was like, what's that? Like, and I'm not, I'm not dealing with millionaires, but they were like, oh no, it's a show about like matchmaking. And I looked it up and I saw, lo and behold, there was someone out there that was making a career out of doing exactly what I was doing. and then I got uh, made redundant from my office job. And the bosses there actually said, Siobhan, do us a favor, don't go out and get another job. You've got a business, just go and do it. And I took their advice seven years ago and I've not looked back. Oh, perfect. So is it all kind of, do you have an office or do you, or is, or is all what you do kind of situated at working from home? So I did have an office for a while um, in my local area but I found that basically, I live in Essex, um, people kept mm. calling me into London. Uh, most of my databases is London, and um, so I did ke- keep getting called back in, and I just thought, this is a waste of money. So I basically work from home, and I just, you know, when lockdown's uh, not here, I, I go <laughs> and meet people for coffees and stuff, yeah. which, is, which is nice. And I do do home visits as well, actually, because it's really quite insightful to be able to see where a person lives but in lockdown what are your tips for looking for love in lockdown so i would say you know one of the things that i'm really glad to see through this is that people are seemingly like more connected we're all making more of an effort to kind of be in touch with family and friends and you know i'm seeing a lot of stuff going on zoom where people are doing like little quiz nights with family and all that kind of stuff it's great Um, But what I really like is that people are actually picking up the phone and having phone calls again. Mm. And it's like we moved away from that for so long. You know, it was all texting, texting. And I was just like, no, this is disastrous, you know, because I think so much can be misinterpreted through text. Um, You know, it's really hard to get the tone of everything, you know. Um, So I really would encourage people, even if you're meeting people online, to kind of just try to move it to, can I give you a call? Yeah, I would always you have know? a fa- I would always have a FaceTime call before I met before I met up with the date. I always like yeah. to kind of I'd always kind of like to ring them before I met them, just so yeah. they're not meeting a complete stranger. And most of these people Absolutely. would come from you know not near my local yeah. area, so I'd often have to go out to London to meet them. Or um, yeah, uh, there'd be like a kind of a two there'd be like a kind of had to be like a meet me halfway type thing right uh, especially if even especially if like the first for the, for the first few dates mm. um but in the city of london like so vast and there's loads of um yeah. there's loads of great things there's loads of great things to do like for, not just i mean obviously things are expensive but um mm. there's free there's free activities that you can do as well and then Absolutely. and then if you want and then if you want to move it along like for maybe the sixth or seventh day or first second or third month into dating mm. um you that then is a good time to come back to uh, visit each other's house, visit each other's houses, or visit each other's sort of um, hometowns. Yeah, no, that is nice. And I think you know, going back to sort of first date things, I, I I actually do think that it's better to do a date that doesn't cost you money. 
Yeah. Because, you know, I think, again, coming back to the meal, you probably want to split 50-50 when you're not sure about someone. But I think, let's say you've been on three or four or five dates with someone, a girl you really liked, you'd probably quite like to take her out for a meal, mm. you know, and as, as a sort of treat, again. But it's that kind of thing of, you know, in the first instance, it's really just about whether you enjoy each other's company. So right now, to be honest, um, my clients are still going out on dates, but they're going out for walks in the park. Uh, social distance, social distancing. Yeah, so oh, they wow. actually are going to a meeting for walks in the park, and I'm finding that people are actually enjoying these dates a lot more than they were when they were having to go and think about what fancy restaurant to go to, and you know what cocktail bar, and you know finding a seat somewhere. And so, actually, <laughs> you know what? I think I might actually do that if I ever sort of. I'm not dating at the moment, but if I ever yeah. sort of get back into it again, uh, I might actually I might actually suggest that for a first date because it's quite nice to do the first few. They won't actually cost you any. They won't cost won't cost you anything. Exactly. The get to know you stuff. I would always initially think would be you've done all that stuff in the introduction of like the texting and the pre-call mm. before the first date so you kind of already know each other a little bit so you, yeah. so therefore you don't have to not say waste time but um you don't you don't have to sort of get into all the so how many how many sort of how many pets siblings have you got yeah. how many siblings <laughs> have you got have you got pets or you know what's your job or yeah things the like boring I think. questions yeah the sort done. of um yeah the, the build the building block the building block questions mm. yeah yeah uh, um, so you do you do sort of tend, since since you've been doing this you do sort of have a lot of um, fun matchmaking ideas uh, suggestions for online dating. Um, one of these things, well, I suppose you can explain this better than I can. But the the thing about people text people sending pictures of their food. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I've partnered up with uh, another Instagram uh, page that's uh, called Pick a Dinner. Um, pick as in without the K um, as in like a picture uh, so basically the idea they originally was using the page to actually just people would submit photos of their food and then they would like win a dinner for two out at a restaurant but obviously right now we can't do that so I suggested to the owner I like the idea of setting people up on dates through you know their love of food so instead of showing pictures of people, we're actually just going to show them what they're having for dinner, have a bit of a bio about them. And if anybody's interested, then we're setting up virtual dinner dates. So that's been going really well. Um, and it takes that little bit of it's, it's fun because at the end of the day, it's like you're again, it's like a talking point, you know, just about the kind of food that you like, what you if you like to cook, you know, where you'd normally go out to eat. Mm. Food is actually food and drink is actually one of the main sort of talking points with dates. I feel because mm. we all have lots of we all have lots of different tastes and things that we like and things that we don't like. So we're very sort of we're very keen to kind of tell people our interests, but we're also yeah. but we're also quite happy to tell them what we don't what we don't what yeah. we don't what we don't like. <laughs> it's funny, even my partner and I, we still to this day like ask each other about what food we like you mm. know like i think the other day it was always like what do you prefer you know um opal fruits or starburst or you know like this sort of thing but it's always, it's always that thing of you know like what would you choose between you know would you rather have white chocolate or dark chocolate or an orange or an apple or you know it's just it's silly like but we still do stuff yeah. like that um to this day it just keeps it quite fun actually so um yeah, no, so the pickers in a thing is good. If anyone's interested in that and you like, you know, showing off your, your cooking skills, because it's an opportunity as well to kind of like, you know, show 
I suppose what someone would be getting in a relationship because meal times in a relationship is like you know that both at work every day I mean it's one of the few moments in the day where you you hopefully get to come together and yeah you've been discuss, out working you've you been know, out work, especially if you have busy job and the two people come in from work and they start sort of cooking then it's probably the first time that they've actually spoken yes yeah Exactly. So what, a, so, what, really so what a nice thing to just kind of sit down, cook something that's probably going to take no more than 15 minutes, sit it down, have a home-cooked meal, which is sort of good and nutritious, and then just sort of talk about each other's days. Exactly. And then, exactly just, and then just chill and relax and go to bed early. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> depends. You don't have to go to bed early. You're get, you I, just said, early. I just said that. I just said that. Yeah. I just said that. You, as, I just you said that. go isn't. to bed early but not go to sleep early. <laughs> yeah. I just said you could read. You could always read. <laughs> Um, you could do more than that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So obviously, you obviously you work hard, and obviously you put a lot into your own sort of matchmaking sort of business. But then, being a being a mum as well of um, of two of two kids, uh, I think mm. it's a I think it's a three year old and a three three a new three month old that you've yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you tackle how do you tackle the two sort of being sort of working from home and sort of being a full time mum? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I must admit, it's a lot easier for me to adjust to this whole lockdown scenario because I'm, I'm used to this sort of dynamic of like working from home um and I kind of you know I don't so, so given that I'm obviously not I don't work like set nine to seven or nine to five it's kind of I I, I manage everything around each other so it's like you know if I've got to get back to emails okay I'm going to get back to them at some point today if I've got calls you know that's the only thing that's like a set time that I adhere to um and to be honest then it's either my daughter's napping or she'd be at nursery normally um or I've got lots of help around as well ordinarily like my mum lives around the corner my partner it's been great having him off during lockdown and helping out loads more but when he is here obviously he helps but sometimes it's literally just give them the iPad and while you're on the call, um, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do to, to make it happen. Mm. I think I put a post up the other day that was like, uh, when I'm on a, an important Zoom call and there's like, you know, playing the guitar and ding, 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 ding. I was like, that's literally my daughter most of the time when I'm on a call. Um, but again, people are really understanding to it, you know, obviously like um, if we're doing a recording or something, that's different. But if I'm on a phone to someone, I'm like, sorry that's my daughter singing in the background you know people are usually pretty pretty okay with it so mm. yeah it's, it's obviously we all struggle to find the perfect balance right there's times when I feel guilty if I feel like I've like put more time into work that week than spending time doing stuff with the kids um but you you balance it out the next week you're like okay I'm, I'm gonna like work less hours so I can commit that time so you juggle it nicely um so that you got you got a fair share of the fair share of work and also um being at home yeah yeah exactly and i just i actually do love being at home i've always said like before i had children i was like i don't really want to work for anybody because it means that i'm gonna have to put my children in like full-time child care yeah i want to be able to be home with my children as well as working so as I said, I'm just so grateful that I have an opportunity to do something that I really enjoy and I get to do it from home yeah. and I get to be with my kids. Yeah, I suppose you say it's a very kind of relaxed, it's a very kind of relaxed sort of work style for you because mm -hmm. you can you can easily just kind of go back into, you know, switch back from being um, Siobhan the matchmaker to Siobhan the mum of 
two kids so yeah uh, you don't even you don't even have to go anywhere you're literally because you're literally at exactly. home with the kids um so you can literally just kind of go back from one to the other so that's that's yeah. so that's that's yeah. really that's really fortunate um so we should also i suppose we should also mention um there's also a website that you have yeah. um if anyone wants if anyone new wants to get in touch with you um there's i think you off i think you offer like a free online consultation if you, yeah, if you want to, if you want to sort of explain what that means yeah so basically what i'm offering um to anyone that comes to my website is an opportunity to have a chat with me for half an hour about anything they want to talk about dating relationship related um i am actually also in the process of training to work with couples um and helping couples that are going through conflict um because that's something that i'm really as i mentioned start you know half marriages end in divorce and i'd really like to to help in my little small way try to you know reduce that statistic and help people and families actually stay together as well as though you know getting those together so yeah i'm doing 30 minute free consultation so it's just to to talk about you know what is the main challenge that you're having at the moment with regards to dating or getting into a relationship um and i'm offering some free advice in that call and you know obviously on the back of it if um if anyone's interested in working with me going forwards and obviously there's a lot more support um and introductions that can be had further to that hmm. and also uh matchmaking options that's that's also that's also on your website as well yeah so matchmaking is the core of what i do so i have a network of people that you know are looking for something long term and they're all either full-time employed or self-employed you know got their own business varying ages from from 30s up to 60s is generally the age range uh, group that I work with but I have also because I've been doing it for so many years I've now got relationships with other agencies so I actually work with other agencies to match our clients to clients as well mm. so it's like I have this matchmaking really quite vast network um not just in the UK but also internationally as well oh wow fantastic that's really good. So you seem to you seem to have certainly come a long way from where you were to where, from point A from where you were to point B to where you are now. Yeah, which is yeah, which is which is which is me, which, yeah. which is incredible. I suppose you just do you wake up in the morning kind of pinching yourself or just or just like um, <laughs> feeling very kind of appreciative of what you of what you have. Well, I suppose you do. So it's kind of a silly question. I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I think it's really important with whatever whatever degree of success or whatever you have going in your life just to be grateful you know just to be alive is enough to be grateful for just to have family that love you is enough to be grateful for to have your health is enough to be grateful for so I definitely try to operate from a place of gratitude and that's the way I like to start and end my days um but yeah certainly I feel really fortunate and mm. and even just really fortunate that actually other people in the industry have really welcomed and accepted me as well because um, it's quite a hard industry to get into, so it's. It, I really appreciate the love that has been shown to me from other people in the industry as well. Mm. So, rounding this off, uh, what are your kind of like key top five tips um, for not just online dating but just dating in general? What would be your go-to top five tips that you would have for any new person looking for love? Yeah, I think that there's a few things. I mean, it, it's all dependent on a person's circumstances, as I say, because everybody's got slightly different um, circumstances. But I say on the on the whole, um, most people are going to be using online uh, methods at the moment. So 
with that being the case and even if you're working with a matchmaker it's really important that you have some good photos i know a lot of people don't like taking photos don't feel they have good photos then just don't put yourself out there until you feel you do <laughs> because you know you don't get much of a chance um to make the second impression so you need to make sure that your photos show you uh, clearly show you how you are recently i would say definitely want at least a headshot and it kind of at least a mid to full length shot as well so people can actually see that you know what your physique is like as well as your face um and i would say try to steer away from because a lot of time people will do photos where they've got loads of people in the photo and then it, it makes it really hard to decipher like who am i actually looking at so try to have it at least you know mainly with you but maybe you and another friend at the most in one one or two of the pictures but mainly they want to see you so um and plus i don't know your friend might not actually want to be on dating sites so you might not want to put a picture with them on their either so the other thing is about writing your bio so sometimes people don't even bother to write a bio and that's a mistake because then people think well this person's not really serious you know on here for anything and what do i even what can i even start to say to them because i can't see anything about them other than their pictures um so when you're writing the bio i would say short sweet and punchy you don't want to tell someone your whole life story and you don't want to start saying like a lot of people tend to do this you know no time wasters or don't bother matching me and not send me a message or you know just anything like that that makes it seem like you've got a bit of a bee in your bonnet what you want to do is basically just put the best version of yourself forward you know i think that's what it's about we all know we've got flaws and we've all got you know we can be grouchy or whatever but you don't want to present that being the, the it, thing about you that it's your kind that. of your best qualities why you should choose me over somebody else yeah and i think as well you don't want to start saying you know don't contact me if you're this or don't come here if you're that or or when people say things like looking for someone who's loyal like when you write stuff like that that straight away says to people you've probably been cheated on you've probably got a bit of a you know a bit of baggage so you wanted to say you have to be very careful the words that you use so it's just using real positive connotations and just saying like something about yourself you don't need to say what you're looking for in a person because if you say you know for example you know i'm a bit of a geek i'm into this and that you know um i like to travel whatever it is you're just saying a bit about yourself and someone can go ah me too and that's why they're gonna connect with you right exactly. it's a it's a, it's a nice yeah. kind of, it's a nice way of kind of getting your foot in the door absolutely yeah well, yeah short little bio short and sweet you say something about yourself it also says as well like you you know yourself you know if you don't if you can't even write up a few lines about yourself then you need to ask yourself do i really know like what i'm about do i really know myself well enough you mm. know and if you don't then you need to get to know yourself and get to know what it is you do like and you know what makes you tick um and yeah even what ticks you off but you don't want to write that in the first instance um and then i would also say the other thing is it's just like messages don't spend so much time worrying about like what to say and saying the right thing it should feel like how a conversation would flow naturally between you know friends essentially like you don't struggle to think about what to say to your friends but yet 
we struggle and overthink so much about what to say to a new acquaintance. So I think you need to just kind of take that pressure off and just go, I can have a conversation, like, and just have one. And I would say, again, not focusing too much on the messages because it is tempting to get into that, oh, what to say next, jump on the phone, because then when you're having a phone conversation, it's so much easier for things to flow. Hmm. I suppose it is very, I suppose you, people are very sort of quick to jump to that, especially when sort of messaging on uh, dating apps doesn't allow pictures. Um, yeah. Some dating apps don't allow, don't allow you to send pictures. So you're very quick to just kind of swap numbers and mm. um, do um, chat on a, um, chat on a, pla- chat on a platform that you're more comfortable using. I've seen that happen a lot. People go, oh, I'm not on this app a lot, but, um, come to my Instagram or come to my Facebook. But I just see it as it's like, okay, I'll come to those places and I'll see what you, how you're representing yourself in those different like areas. So that's quite good from that point of view because you can kind of get a bit more of an all-round view of like how a person is presenting themselves out to the world. Yeah. You know, because it's, you know, but then at the same time, I'm just going to go, but we're still on an app. We need to take it to real time, you know? Mm it's like we're not just going to keep moving to this app this app like it's got to get to a point where it's like okay i'm comfortable just picking up the phone and giving you a quick call like let's just do that yeah and with face and with facetime and all these and all these online and all these online platforms the possibilities are endless so um a face-to-face would be sort of good but even just to hear that other person's voice to sort of see that they are who they say they are the, the, you do sort of tend to take a bit of a sigh of relief with that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Well, I actually feel comfortable when talking to this, to this person. Absolutely, yeah. And I think if you're going to do like a video call or something as well, what you can do is actually say, you've had a phone call and go on, had a, a, a casual video call and say, let's do a video date. You know, let's have a virtual date. Let's both make it so it's eight o'clock at such a time and let's both, you know, sit and have a meal together or we pick something on Netflix together, you know, and actually just, just have it feel as close to being in one other's company as possible. Mm. Okay. So bio, photo, um, any any others? Uh, so we've got bio, photo, also just about doing the whole, the, the, the video calling and picking up the phone and actually making it a date. And I would say, yeah, if you can get out there, go for a walk, with someone at a distance, um, that would be a really nice place to start, I think. So, if people want to sort of get to know you a bit more, I mean, I know we've been, I know, I mean, I know we've been, we've been talking, but you're on sort of social media, you've got a website. Um, how can people, you are sort of Googleable. how can people sort of find you if they want to look for you? You can catch me on, on the website, which is um, cupidinthecity.com and on Instagram, I'm Ask Ms. Cupid, M-S-C-U-P-I-D. And on Facebook is Cupid in the City is my page as well. Um, and yeah, you can see I've got 100% good reviews, no complaints. So yeah, no, if anyone wants to have a chat, I'd be happy to schedule in some time to see if I can, I can help in any way. And it's anyone of all ages that you can do. It's not just people of a certain age or a certain gender. You are, you are generally um, available to everyone. Who we yeah, want to? Yeah. Who people sort of looking to help? Who wants it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Quite right. Yeah. As long as they're just you say looking looking for something long term, um, 
then yeah. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Um, that kind of rounds us off to a nice close, I think. Um, it'd be it'd be really if you're ever in St Albans, it'd be really nice to uh, meet you properly, Siobhan. And if um, if I'm ever back in the studio, uh, which I'm hoping which will be sooner rather than later, back to normal or some form of normality, uh, I, th I think it'd be nice to actually for you to come into the studio if you've got anything else on, uh, and to sort of meet you and see you and chat to you then. Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, fantastic. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, fab. Okay. Um, stay safe and uh, all the best to you and your work and your family. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you soon. Same to you. Thanks, for thanks so much, Daniel. Thanks for chatting to me. Take care. Bye, Bye now.